Hello? Oh, good morning, sir. <laughs> good morning. How, How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm still getting situated here. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, thank you. Belated. Thank you. Belated. Getting situated. Getting situated. Happy here. birthday. Happy Thanksgiving. Is it? Is it weird to uh... sending emails? I'm tooting. <laughs> I'm almost ready. Yeah. I have a coffee. I had an espresso, and now I'm having an auxiliary coffee. Oh my gosh. Mm, mm. They called a. They called a short pull. I have had a short pull. A short <clears throat> pull. Yeah, and that's what short, I call it. Sh- 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 Just on the way out, like a tug. <laughs> Oh, I remember I told you we had, we had three spots today. It's two spots today. So is this the show? This is, yeah, we're recording this. Yeah. I mean, we'll start over and this will never air. Okay. (laughs) It's just that kind of Morley. Yeah. Morley. Uh, Um, um, I don't like to complain about things. I know. It's not in my nature. I know. Mostly being from the Midwest, mostly I'm good at apologizing. Yes. For which I'm very sorry. And uh, this place, you know, here on my block, don't be creepy, it's a coffee place. And they have uh, hours posted mm-hmm. that, that don't comport with reality. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to shame them. I don't want to body shame them. Right. I don't, don't want to have to hour shame them. But if they say they're going to be open at 7.30, I think they should be open at 7.30. Who said that and didn't do it? Who said that? The yeah. sign said that. Maybe, maybe the sign's a freelancer. It might be uh, off the grid. Off the uh, reservation, as they used to say. <laughs> yeah, it's um, not politically preferred. Uh, no, it's not the nomenclature. No, the problem is, here's the thing. I'm walking, you know, on. Uh, sometimes I have to bribe my child to do things. Uh, I've explained to her the, from the very first time, even when she couldn't speak, I explained to her what a bribe was. Oh, right. And she would just look at me and I would say, honey, here's the thing. We're going to go to this place and I will buy you a $5 toy if we leave the house now. And that's that. What I'm doing is that's called I'm bribing you. That's bribes. Bribing is when you when you ask somebody to do something they they should have probably done anyway, uh, and and then you both kind of know you have a little secret agreement. And so I, I explain that. So sometimes I have to bribe her, and you know it's usually a good bribe. And like I could say to her, look, I will get you a chocolate croissant or a hot chocolate on the way to school. You know it shouldn't be a problem. Seven thirty, right? Closed. They got one of those signs from the uh, from the uh, from the. Uh, uh, Value Club says closed. Right. So now I'm standing there with my uh, uh, bribe in my hand. You know, uh, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? I can't break in. No. I mean, I could do it once probably. I don't <laughs> want to make it. Maybe I could ask for keys. But, you know, uh, you know, that's, that's uh, you know, when you have hours, I think, you know, I'm, I'm not great. I'm inconsistent about these things. I couldn't run a coffee place. So I got a short pull. They call it a tug. And uh, then I got this other coffee. And, and my problem is now somebody, and I, I don't know why I'm telling you this, you in particular this. Me. But you know you go and you get a coffee and you get a cup mm-hmm. and then they put a lid on it. Mm-hmm. You ever really think about the lid? No, I have thought about the lid. I know exactly where you're going. Shall I elaborate? Yeah. Okay. When they pick up the lid, there are different parts of, of the lid that they're touching with their hand. A lot of the time they pick it up, they're touching the part that, that goes on your... Uh, you know, on your mouth. In the industry, they call it the mouth hole. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so I've seen that and then I'm concerned about that. And also, you know what else I see a lot of the time? If I have a lid that's on top of the coffee, I take the lid off and when I, so if I'm adding the, the cream or whatnot to it, which I don't do a lot, but you know, sometimes you want to add the cream. Yeah. When you take the lid off, everybody does this. Where do you put it? Do you, do you put it on some kind of a sanitary surface? Well, here's what I, I like to do because I try to, you know, mitigate the problem. But, but what do most people do? 
they take it off and they put it the, the part, the mouth hole downward on the countertop. So yeah, now they would you, would you lick that counter just on a day to day basis? No way. Okay. So what you have to do is you have to take it off and set it down so that the bottom part that w- that is was on your cup is now down. Mm-hmm. Then you don't need a, like a separate uh, paddle or anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also just worry about. Yeah, I'm totally with you, and I also just think about the provenance of the lids. The lids in general. Um, that's why lid- you've got to pick the second lid. That's good. I do that with magazines. I always pick the third magazine. If I buy, if I buy, a, I call it a hard copy, a tug. If I get that, I always pick the third one. Yeah, the third one. Is, it's, yeah, one of we, my, it's one of my compulsions. No, I do the same thing, third or fourth, mm-hmm. unless it's unless the third one is the back one. Then you move to the second. Oh, you do the penultimate magazine. Got to. Hmm. Hey, the showbot didn't update. Is that lady is still working on this? Uh no. Here, the, the problem is with you, a, get, you a, got ping problems, buddy. I I do I those that again. I have to manually go in and clear the uh, website cache because uh, the old, the, the current website and CMS, which is actually old, we have a whole new one coming out, uh, are on a, an older system that I have to manually go in and clear. So the web cache was completely purged. The CMS is now telling me. So it should pick up any minute now. Yeah. Try um, restarting, uh, do a graceful restart of the web brick. Have I'll you tried it. that? I'll do that. Okay. But I also did a bribe. Um. Oh, you did a bribe. Tell I me did about a it. bribe too. Uh, Why? Well, were you done with yours? It sounds like there's more of the no, story. I'm not really going anywhere with this. I just I don't I don't want to think about it now. I used to drink through the mouth hole a lot. Yeah. Also, I have a certain I have a certain way I like to put it on. I always put the mouth hole opposite the seam. So, so the smooth, seam smooth on your thumb. Smooth on my thumb. I could feel it on my middle finger. Not in a bad way. But if I'm looking, if I'm addressing the coffee cup. And I've got the seam of the cup because most cups have seams. Let's be honest. Yeah. I got that at twelve o'clock, high noon, and now I'm going to put the, the the mouth hole on in such a way that the mouth hole is at, is at six sharp. Right. And, Why uh, do you do? Because I would think, and what I've done in the past, maybe I should try your way because it sound I'm interested. I was I always put the seam under exactly under the mouth hole oh so gosh. that I can feel it with my thumb, and then I oh know you locate it, the mouth hole without having to. Eyeball. Yeah, then I don't even have to look. Oh, uh, so you can do that with the middle finger too. Yeah, I guess you could. No, I, I you know I'm not I'm I'm not here to judge. I I also have concerns. I'm, I'm just about done with coffee lids now. I think uh, it's sort of like being on the incomparable. The problem is like when you're on the show, like you're never going to have another opportunity to say every thought that's ever come into your mind about something. And so I don't know how many times, Dan, I don't know how many times in the future people will ask me to address the mouth hole issue or coffee lids writ large. So I want to get it out. Here's the other thing. Uh, I have a concern about the integrity of coffee lids. I think we've talked about this probably five years ago. Yeah. But have you ever noticed, this is a little bit Andy Rooney, did you ever notice, turns out that like if you get a breach of some kind in the coffee lid to cup integrity, once that breach has been established, it's like Henry V all over again. Oh, man. And you got, you ever noticed this? It's like, you ever notice once you get one little leak, you do everything you can to fix it and you still, you got coffee going everywhere. You ever notice that? Yeah, it's, the whole, that's why I think the people who bring, like if you're just getting a regular drip coffee and you bring your own uh, like carafe thermos type, you know, mug with you, you you get a discount on it if you do that. But that doesn't work for the mixed coffees. Right. Like coffee drinks, it doesn't work for that. It's just like Co- if you coffee, coffee style drink products. Yeah. I totally agree. I don't know why that is. I first discovered this when I first started getting a lot of takeout coffee uh, down in Menlo Park. It might be, it might be a hemisphere problem. I don't know. Uh, like which but, way the water know. goes around the the yeah. Toilet? So what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I but the, now the, the the larger problem. And let's really really wrap this up. Uh, by which I mean I'll stop talking. 
uh, is that uh, you, you got a, you got a problem. Uh, but uh, the the problem is that uh, the lid, the integrity of the lid, writ large, large, is that you don't know where that thing's been. I think the cups, the cups are costly. They're very careful about the cups. I don't think they're going to by and large reuse a cup. Yeah. Those lids skitter all over the oh, place. Oh yeah. Well, you know what's going on back there? They're touching money. Oh, it's you sick. Know? It's sick. And you know, so and now, you know that every single dollar bill that's come through Miami has cocaine on it. Is that right? That's true. H- how did they check that? They Googled it. It must have been cheap cocaine. I don't. I can't. I Maybe can't it's speak like starter cocaine. It's like basic D and D. How many times it's been cut? Yeah, a stepped on. They call it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I manage my time so poorly. I've gone back to the wire, and now I'm watching the wire again. So I'm thinking about stuff getting the G pack getting stepped on. Oh, right, there's this new show that uh, we got to start watching on Netflix. It's called uh, Black. Uh, well, I'll say it in my Philadelphia accent: Black Mirror. Philadelphia. Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Yeah, Black Mirror. Do they ever wash it? They don't wash it down there. They pay cash? <laughs> that's a little, a little ping pong. <laughs> but, uh, so, I'm sorry, that's not how his name's pronounced. I wanted to, I wanted to tell you that uh, as far as this butter coffee... So now I take it off. What I do is I take it off. I take it off. As soon as I get it, I use it for transport. I try to touch it as little as possible. When I get to my destination, I take, take the, the lid off, off. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So now it's off. You can hear right here. here. Do you sip it? Are you ever tempted to mm. sip it uh, before you get the lid off? Of course I'm tempted. I'm not an animal. But you don't do it? Of course I do. Oh. I don't feel good about it. Okay. No, I feel terrible about it. I don't know what's but been in there. But once you've done it, does, then it, why not keep doing it? You've done it already with the damage you know that's been spider, done. You know, I have a spider woman here on my desk, right? I have a small spider woman. <laughs> okay. And when I'm, when I'm talking to people on the phone, I got, I got a spider woman. Oh, you know what else I got that you'd like? What? Oh, you would love this. Let me see here. Show me. Got a, uh, yeah, got a nail clipper. Oh, I just I just ordered a new one. There's a good one. What brand is the one? Oh, I want to hear about it. No, no, this is a cheapie. Save that because I want to hear about it. Uh, I have a Spider Woman on my desk, and it's a small. I have a large Spider Woman and a small Spider Woman. And sometimes I, uh, I mean, not in like a gross way, but I will will handle the Spider Woman while I'm on the phone with people. Mm -hmm, Of course. Again, I want to be super clear about this. I'm mostly just making her legs move and making her. She has spider wings. I'll take a photograph of this. All right. um, but I, I'll handle Spider-Woman when I'm on the phone. And it's just, it's a thing that relaxes me, Dan. It keeps me focused, right? So, so that's what I would do. Uh, sometimes I have a rubber band and I'll shoot a rubber band. The thing is, if I'm on the phone, if I'm not doing work, which is, let's be honest, most of the time, I'm probably I'm fingering something. Okay. <laughs> yes, I, I'm thinking if you work in a coffee place, you got a lot of downtime. First of all, that iPad, filthy. I don't even want to know about that iPad. But maybe you finger a coffee lid while you're, uh, while you're on, the, on your Verizon talking to people. Who knows? They, somebody might have been idly going through a brutal ba- breakup, fingering the mouth hole before I came in. I don't have any way of knowing. No, there is. I'm not going to carry a flashlight. No. Anyway, I'm glad we covered that. Was there, did you have anything else on uh, coffee cups and lids? Well, just coffee in general. We had a lot of feedback from people about the butter coffee conversation. Oh, jeez. Yeah. And um, it's. I think it's something important. I think it's important. And I think uh, I just want to be clear that you've the main thing is you have to blend. Uh, for those of you who don't listen uh, to all 198 episodes of this show, Dan got some wackadoodle idea in his head where you put butter in your coffee and then people wrote us about it. A lot and of people. A lot of people. I read about it. I read about it in that article about athletes that went around. Did you read that article about athletes that went around? Mm-hmm. You know, was it the, the basketball team? Yeah. And they all were uh, eating bone marrow and uh, having butter in their coffee. I thought it was a prank. I didn't finish the article, but you're telling me that people grind, brew, and blend butter coffee. 
Yes. Uh, so it, the article, the one that I read, which may or may not be the same one uh, that, uh, that you read, w- was on Grantland. And it was called Butter, Bacon, and Bone Broth a Week on the Lakers Diet. Let's <laughs> say that again. <laughs> that was butter, a, butter, butter, bacon, butter, and bone broth. <laughs> butter, butter, bacon, and bone broth. Bone Coming broth. This fault, ABC. That They're is in advance. That will be in the show notes. Show notes can be found. All the mysteries. At 5x5.tv slash a B as in brothers, two as in the number, W as in walrus slash 198. I also added the nail clippers that I like, which we'll talk about or not later. Uh, but basically, the the idea is that a lot of people like to add some kind of fat to their coffee, mostly in the form of cream or half and half or milk, uh, and that uh, and that at some point people started using butter as the the fat that they are added the da- the dairy style fat that they've added to it, mm-hmm. and uh, most of the time, if you do it right, you you do it with. Um, with uh, unsalted, but you were saying salt is a flavor enhancer, so maybe do it with the salt. Uh, your mileage may vary. And then you add either a little coconut oil or a little MCT oil, which is like further refined coconut oil, and you have to blend it. So if you're just getting your coffee... Maximum coconut trick. If you're just whacking some butter into your coffee, that is not the same thing. The infusion of the butter happens with the blending. They have a little hand blender that you can get that's good for lots of other things like making smoothies for your kids. And, uh, and so I, we, I, I found that we had like the, the blender that people rec- the hand blender that people recommend for this. We had it in a drawer at home because my wife apparently uses this to make my kids smoothies all the time. Turns out. Turns out. So I used that and I blended it. And, uh, if you're starting with good coffee, now you can get technical about this and do this bulletproof coffee method where it's some guy came out with a thing that you can only use his MCT oil for it. And it has to be a certain kind of organic. I don't get into that level. You know, I'm not crazy. Mm. But I don't get into that level. I just uh, blended some butter and, and uh, coconut oil into the coffee and enjoyed it. But I don't do that every day. I wish I had the time. But anyway, a lot of people wrote in to say either A, I want to try this. B, you're doing it wrong. Or C, you're completely nuts. And that's why I love feedback. Both of those things are true. Mm. So, but I do, I bribed, I did some bribing. Yeah, tell me about it. Okay. Oh, by the way, I just <clears> put Spider Woman in show notes. Uh, like a link so we can buy it? Uh, yeah. I okay. mean, it's, uh, yeah, I haven't had time to do my podcast guide, so I put in a link to Spider-Woman. <laughs> You're the only one who hasn't done one, Merlin. Oh, people are waiting. <laughs> it's why I, 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 I'm behind. We've got three Roderick on the Line episodes recorded, and I just haven't put them out because I want to finish reading all the think pieces. Yeah. Find out what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, I know. You got to edit more. Yeah, Yeah, edit so out, edit. Uh, you can finger you on Spider-Woman. It comes with a MODOK head. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I want that. I want MODOK. Hey, you got to finger the Spider-Woman. You don't get part of a Modoc. You, you got to buy. This is one of those. This is one of those jam ups Marvel does. Yeah. Where Marvel makes you buy all the parts to make your Modoc. Oh, I hate head. that. That's what same thing with Groot. But you you've got to go outside of Guardians of the Galaxy and buy like the Iron Man to get the left arm. Oh yeah, you you have to you have, you have to go out and get some obscure power pack character right. or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, Methuselah de- boy, yeah. and he comes with the missing leg. Right. Who's that? What? That's terrible. Terrible scam. How do you so explain you, it to a six-year-old? It took me 20 minutes. You explain that the system is a monster, and it's literally trying to eat you. MODOK is the least of your problems. Yeah. I've seen Spider-Woman <laughs> dispense with MODOK pretty quickly. The Marvel Corporation is up my ass. There's a one, um, it's the intro to Avengers Disassembled. There's a pre No, wait, I take it back. It's the pre-comic to AVX, where, uh, well, before she was Captain Marvel, what was she, Mar- Marvel Girl? Oh yeah. yeah, Marvel Girl. Car- anyway, Carol and, uh, and and Spider Woman are trying. You know what? Nobody cares. 
Anyway, this Modoc thing's a jam up, and you bribed your kid. That's the point. No, I had to. Yeah. But this is for completely selfish reasons. I, uh, I, I know you, that you're almost as big uh, of an Eagles fan as I am. Oh, man, I, I bleed whatever their colors are. Green. And I don't. I used to bleed garnet and gold. <laughs> I got a salve. Wow. Ooh. <clears throat> and I don't. You know, I only get here living here in uh, in Central Texas. I only get to watch maybe three Eagles games a year, uh, which is not a lot if you're an Eagles fan. And yes, I know that I could buy other things and all that nonsense. But uh, so usually it's it's maybe three games uh, until you get into the playoffs, and it could be more. Uh, so the on as you know. On Thanksgiving, there's usually a, a Dallas game to enjoy. And this year, Dallas played the Eagles. And that meant that I got would have the, uh, the potential to watch the game. And not only to watch it, but to watch it on a, uh, on a lovely uh, holiday day where I'm actually off of work. I'm oh, sitting this is at like home. The big, football, the big football day. It's a big football day. And I was able to... Uh, I was able to to watch the game in theory, uh, because I, you know <laughs> that's the way I like to watch. Sports. Yeah, theoretical. Uh, because I like theoretical sports watching with the kids running around and screaming and people there and everything. You know, I knew that like it, it, I'd be able to watch it, but I said to my uh, to my son, I said, "Listen, I'm going to be watching this game, okay? And you you can watch it with me. I would love for you to watch it with me if you like." And he usually gets bored of the game about 10 minutes into it. And I said, but I don't need you to watch it with me, but it's going to be out on the, the main, they have like a little TV in their playroom. We have like a regular one TV in for the house, the household TV. I said, I'm going to watch it. It's going to be on this TV. We're going to be watching it out here, me and, and Uncle Kevin. And, uh, and it's going to be on and we're going to be watching it. You can join us, but it's going to be on. I don't want to hear any complaining about this the whole day. And if you do not complain about this the whole day, you don't say one, not even one time, I'm bored of this. I don't want to watch this. This is stupid. I want to watch my shows. And if you keep MJ out too, because you're her big brother, you keep her out and you keep her from saying those things, you will get a 12 to $15 Lego set of your choosing. And I will take you to Toys R Us. That's a good bribe. That's a good bribe. And he, he said, he looked at me and he considered this for a minute. Very, this is very serious. And he said, all right, dad, deal. He, he accepted the position he, that, you, that you gave him. He didn't even try to negotiate. No, no negotiating. He put, his, he put his hand out to shake it. I shook his hand and, he, and then he gave me the thumbs up. He looked me out of the corner of his eye. Thumbs up, says, deal. And I said, gave him the thumbs up, deal. And he did it. I couldn't believe it. He did it the whole day. It was amazing. So football games are 14 hours long. What did he do? He wasn't sedated or anything? No, and he went and he got into it. He uh, he has an an Eagles jersey and he found, he crawled through his closet and found an old uh, Eagles uh, baseball cap that he has. Put that on. He watched probably 15 minutes of it. Over the course of the you've, day. You've terrified him. He really wants to please you. Well, he really wants a Lego set is what he wants. Yes. And he got it. He picked it out. It was like uh, his dream, a dream came true. And of course, as, as I know you know, because it's all we've been talking about off the air, is that the Eagles rolled over the Cowboys 33-10 and took, uh, took the uh, NFC East lead. Are you kidding me? They, they went in there. They were a juggernaut. They were like a it's great amazing. grand bird. Yeah. I bet Gruber hated that. <laughs> Romo posted his worst uh, quarterback rating in his last 80 starts. Are you talking about the quarterback? Yeah. 
Romo. Oh, God. What is going on with that team? They, they, I think they've got to have what we call a rebuilding year. <laughs> At least a year, <laughs> you yeah. You're really going to sit That's down. We're going to talk do. about this. We're going to watch some films. Yeah. Uh, massage some calves. Tighten the cleats. And then really cowboy up. Oh, is that your, you just sent me a picture in the robot of your uh, spider woman. That's a yeah. good one. She's very well endowed too. Yeah. <laughs> very, yeah and this is why. Surprisingly well. Well, that's, that's the character. <laughs> I guess. No, hang on, it's Dan. accurate. I really actually genuinely love that character. And, and I like her now too. Sh- oh, jeez Louise. Now. <laughs> no, I see why you like her. It's okay. Don't listen to Dan. Don't Oh, you're talking to the it's okay. to the it's toy. Um, and this is why, and this is why, this is why I ask you, who, who, who lets Greg Land draw Spider-Woman? <laughs> yeah. Go look at it. I, I, You know what I did? I bought it. I bought it. And of course, it's a lot of smiling, traced smiling ladies riding horses with their mouths open. My God, do, do they all have some kind of a jaw problem? Why can't Greg Land's women clo- close their mouth? What he does to Pixie makes me want to cry. <laughs> Megan's adorable. Don't make her look like that. She looks like she works at Hooters. Yeah. Close that mouth, Pixie. Dan, did you want to talk about anything you like? I would love okay. to tell you. Uh, it's okay. Don't worry. Don't listen to Dan. Put her, send her out of the room for a minute. Okay. Our sponsor, uh, first sponsor today is lynda.com. Told you about him before. L-Y-N-D-A.com is a, a wonderful, wonderful service. It's easy and affordable way to help people learn. You get to stream thousands of courses that are created by experts on business, on software, on web development, graphic design, and so much more. And uh, these are really, truly wonderful, high-quality videos that are my absolute favorite way to to learn stuff, especially stuff that's visual, especially things like software, especially uh, things that 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 are, are tricky to learn and read about. And, you know, I... I know that most people will look for a video on how to do something. They'll find something on YouTube. It'll be some, you know, kid in their spare bedroom talking for 20 minutes about uh, Diane Tward before they get to the point and explain <laughs> how to use Final Cut Pro. And, you know, that's not the case. These are professionally produced videos, really, really amazing, high-quality videos made by people who, who are in the, the business. We've got David Allen doing the getting things done there. I mean, that's just one example uh, you jump in and you can watch these videos. You watch them. Oh, I just want to figure out how to do X. There's going to be a video that'll feature that. You can jump in and watch it. Everything's broken up into bite-sized pieces. You've got uh, you know intermediate, beginner, advanced, all of that uh, for pretty much every topic. 100,000 videos that you can, if you're a premium member, download to your iPhone, iPad, Android. And uh, the way it works is it's a subscription service. You pay 25 bucks a month. You get access to every single video on the entire site, every topic, new ones as they're added, uh, it's it's an insane deal because it's a it, that's a steal if you think about going from beginner to master and by watching these videos. And uh, what they have is a special deal for back to work listeners. You will get uh, all of those courses that I mentioned, hundred thousand plus courses, free for ten days. And uh, the way that you do that is you go to lynda.com/slash back to work, and going to that URL will give you. 10 days free on the site. Think of what you could learn and uh, what could you learn in 10 days, Merlin, if you were, if you had the time? Oh my goodness. If I had the time, where would I begin? Where would I, you, you know, be? there's a lot of things I'd learn. I'd learn logic. I'd learn, uh, I'd learn how to edit podcasts. Uh, I would learn all kinds of things. Actually, that was kind of a topic we could talk about that's related to this, but it's, I, I totally agree. I mean, 
uh, you know, this is something I end up talking about in my stupid talks a lot is like how, how to even know what thing to do next. And being able to go into a place like that and spend part of your weekend like learning a new skill and whether it might be right for you. I mean, what better gift could, could you give yourself? I agree. The gift of knowledge. Gift of knowledge. All right. So last, uh, last time, Linda, L-Y-N-D-A, lynda.com slash back to work. 10 days free just for you. Go check it out. Thanks to Linda for supporting Back to Work with Merlin Mann. Some people really don't like Greg Land. It's unreal. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is that Greg Land there? Yeah, and that's, that's, that's pretty tasteful as his stuff goes. I, well, I, the toy you have is very accurate. Oh, Dan. It's okay, Jessica. You stay here with me. Shh, don't listen to Dan. Shh. I'm She's confused powerful. about her powers. Uh, she's like kind of sp- like Spider-Man, but more Spider-Man. She can, she can do uh, electric stuff. Can she fly? Uh, I, I don't, hmm. Hmm. Mine can. Here's your watch. <laughs> Wait, what is this from? Is this from an, what is the what? new, it's uh issue one of Spider-Woman Mar- Marvel now, now, now. Oh, really? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to have to pick that up. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, it's got uh, what's her name in it. Uh, it's got the what's the what's the woman that cool woman in it. Uh, it's you know this is Spider Verse related, so you might want to get it. Yeah, no, I'm gonna have to. All right. <clears throat> as far as Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving uh, was uh, was great. All sides was a giant hit. All sides Thanksgiving went great. Auxiliary uh, secondary backup Thanksgiving with our family went great. That was super fun. Yeah, I saw the all sides picture that you posted. It looked amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we had uh, we watched football. I watched some football. You did? Yep. I watched the Knolls and the Gators, just like old times. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just like old times, garnet and gold. Bleed Listen, it. I just want to say to people out there, if you do literally bleed garnet and gold, seek medical care. That's not good. The garnet is something to be a little worried about, but if you're bleeding gold, you've got some big problems. That's probably pus. Ooh. Not in a good way. We used to call them the semen holes. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> did you want to talk? Uh, what else do we? Oh, yeah, we got to hear about your nail clipper. We could talk about uh, a, a nice note from Tim, last name withheld. Uh, has had a good suggestion. Uh, uh, there's a record I like. Um, what do you want to talk about? Well, I don't know if the nail clippers are really a topic, but I put the, put the Japanese ones that we really like in the, uh, in the show notes. Hi. Let me see them. Let me see them. I want to see because I'm I'm always looking. I don't have. Oh, the, you get uh, these. You won't. You won't ever need another another set. This is. These are the most amazing. There's a link to that. Seki, I think is how you say it. Edge stainless easy, steel fingernail clipper. Easy text. Mm-hmm. Oh, there they are. You put them in the robot. Amazing. Jeez, Dan, what's that photo you sent? Crime any Pete. That's just a response. Tit Yeesh. for tat. Gosh. Quid pro quo, Clarice. You know what? I tried to get my daughter to, to say that with me. It's such a tongue twister. It's really hard to say. Try to say it three times. Quid pro quo, Clarice. Quid pro quo. It's really oh, hard to say. Man. Oh, this is nice. It's the Seki. The Seki Edge. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Number one bestseller in cuticle care products. Hi. Hi. They do toenail yeah. ones too, but that's not, we're a different kind of show than that. We're above that. I like to grow mine out. Oh. <laughs> like brother from another planet. Yeah. Like, uh, like Howard. Yeah. I got these special uh, toenail affording clown shoes I wear. You can hear them clicking in there. Ooh. <clears throat> 16 answered questions. What, what kind 872 of questions? customer reviews, about five <clears throat> stars there. Look at that. Look at that. 
Yeah. Let's see what questions people are asking. What's the width of the cutting edge? I know it says Secchi Edge stainless steel fingernail clipper, but can you also use it for toenails? Hmm. I need clippers to cut easily with little effort due to poor finger and hand strength. Do these cut easily? I have the same problem. I'm laughing. I'm laughing, but I have the same problem. I don't have the upper body strength that I used to have. Yeah, they cut silky smooth. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Asked by Cindy. What other questions does Cindy ask? Mm-hmm. You ever do that on the App Store? You ever go and look at people's other reviews of things? Oh, yeah, all the time, because that's how you evaluate their review of that product. (laughs) And if you're lucky enough to find that they've reviewed something that you own and they disagree with your review, then you can throw out the whole review. Right. No, it's it's true. That reputation stuff is so important. Hmm. Hmm. What? So we could talk about uh, Tim, last name withheld. We could talk about, uh, what do you want to talk about? Tim, Tim, last name withheld is a, is a good topic. I was looking at that one before the show. If you would like to share a topic, uh, idea, or question for Merlin, you can do that by going to 5by5.tv slash contact. And on that page, you'll see back to work listed. Uh, you click that link, and then you can, you can send us your feedback right there. And we read every one of them. Even Merlin reads them. Yeah. And uh, you can do the same for Dan there. True. <clears throat> um, I'd love to can- hear... Yeah, go. I'd love to hear what you what what you have to say about keeping active, busy, and engaged while you're between work or maybe between semesters of study. I'm Tim, between Tim last name withheld rights. I'd love to hear what you have to say about keeping active, busy, and engaged when you're between work or maybe between semesters of study. I'm between work and I'll be on gardening leave for yeah. three ish months. Yeah, gardening leave. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? Uh, that's probably Australian code. It is, a, it is a practice where an employee leaves a job having resigned or otherwise had their employment terminated and they are instructed to stay away from work during the notice period while still remaining on the payroll. What a great term. Uh, the Gar- practice Gardening is, leave, is that really a term? Yes, the practice is often used to prevent employees from, uh, from taking with them up-to-date and perhaps sensitive information when they leave their current employer, especially when they are leaving to join a competitor. It originated in the British Civil Service where employees had the right to request special leave for exceptional purposes. Gardening leave became a euphemism for suspended as an employee who was formally suspended pending an investigation into their contact would often request to be out of the office on special leave instead. Okay, <clears throat> that actually, that's super, well, let's, let's address this. That's super interesting to me. Uh, I, Mike, talked about this and trying to get ready to leave his, his jobby job to do the podcast stuff. Yeah. And he'd been at the job long enough that in the UK, I guess this is a law, that if you've been in a place for more than five years, they can require you to give notice commensurate with the number of years like over that. So he had to give right. like three months notice or something like that. Otherwise, they could have taken him to court. That's a, uh, I think that's a, that's a, that's a government thing. Mm. <clears throat> I, um, this is super interesting because on the one hand, um, so, so what are we talking about here? What are you talking about? What do you got? I'm talking about, Sorry, talking about, uh, <laughs> something. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. <laughs> Did you listen to the Ira, Ira Glass interview? Oh no, I haven't yet. Yeah. Weeks go by. Tears and rain. Um, it, it, this is an interesting topic to me before we get to the actual topic. Uh, cause we've got a lot of time to fill. And, and because here's why, um, 
people have very differing feelings on this. Uh, on the one hand, you think like, well, obviously, if you get anything like severance, like if you have any, any amount of time between finding out that you're losing your job and then actually not having that job anymore, yeah. I mean, having time is fantastic. Having money, way better. Having time and money is awesome. But it's really complicated to decide what to do in that time in between. Because I think in the US, especially in like right to work states, it ain't going to be like that. I mean, you know, it's going to be more like people walk in with boxes and security guards and say, okay, time to go. Right. We'll deal with, you know, talk, call HR Monday, that kind of thing. I think that's much more common in the U.S., don't you? Yeah, it absolutely seems to be. And the right to work state for people who don't know, uh, I know Texas is <laughs> one, one, of, one of those great, one of those great terms. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Texas, Florida. Uh, do you know what the other ones are? I bet there's a list I here. Was, I could it pull used up. to be, it used to be. I don't know the, the law. Well, there's a lot of them. 24 are right to work states. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. half the continental United States. I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, basically, what, what it means is um, you can't have any kind of, it, like your your employment agreement is simply you show it's up. It's like unilaterally, whatever terms they gave you, or, you know, basically you can't, the union thing, you can't, is it that you can't have unions? You can't have or? a union, yeah. Right. And that's what, when people used to say right to work state, state in Florida, that's what I always took it to mean was that it, that you couldn't unionize. And that's why I, I, mean, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard, turns out, when you see brand names, but you know what? Somebody, write Dan if this is true or false. Tell me if this is true or false. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed brand names that look super similar in different places where you'll have like Kroger in one place and a place that looks just like Kroger somewhere else? You got Hellman's mayonnaise here and Best Foods mayonnaise mm-hmm. there. Yeah. A lot of that time, that's the business at Avignon. That's the business. There's like the union union company and then the non-union company. And they operate, they're basically the more or less identical company that operates independently under different names. Yeah. So that they can be in right-to-work states and not be bound by the same things. I as, didn't is, know have that. you ever heard that before? I have not. Because I, I grew up that. with Hellman's mayonnaise in a right in a uh, union state. And then I had Best Foods mayonnaise in uh, right-to-work states. Co- coincidence? Possibly. But I think it's complicated with the garden leave, uh, gardening leave, because... Um, here's, here's a situation I've seen. Oh God, this is so awful. But I, I've seen situations where you say to somebody, especially if they're at a, like a sub mid-level position in the company, mm-hmm. you say, okay, um, you know, maybe it's seasonal work, you know, maybe the holidays are going to be over something like that. But listen, we're, we're going to, you know, you're, you're not going to have a job here after six weeks from now. So you can leave right now with nothing or you can keep working here under our, our watchful eye mm-hmm. and have six weeks to still be a good employee, do your work, et cetera. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's an awkward position to be in. I mean, I think it's awkward. And, but I, I say that because this isn't, this isn't the UK. I mean, I think that is a much more common situation is a nice boss giving you the heads up to go, hey, look, they're going to be routing this place out in a couple of months, so heads up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that would be, you know, it's such a, a weird scenario here, especially in the right to work state, because in a, in a right to work state, you can show up and you can your boss can say, uh, get your things and go. And they'll say, you can say, why? And because I've asked you to leave, you no longer work here. And that's it. That's the only reason. No notice, no severance, nothing like that. And the, yes, the person could try to like sue them and say, I was fired because I was, you know, old or because I, you know, whatever, there was nothing to back this up. Obviously the employer would want to have a reason. Um, but the same thing is true of the employee. The employee could call in and say, I'm not coming in today. Why? Why quit? Well, yeah. you're in the middle of a project. Sorry. 
you know, nothing that they can do about it in, in that sense either. And I know that there are all these strange employment contracts. Uh, I probably not for this show, but I had a very interesting employment contract situation happen when I was just coming out of college. That was terrible. Uh, but you know, it's, it's a very strange, uh, comparison when you hear about the way that it is in, in the UK and the way that people give, have to give a notice or give a notice, <clears throat> excuse me, or have a long, a long, long period where they are essentially getting paid to, to not work, right. uh, where they get these ex- compared to here in the U S these incredibly long vacation time periods that they have where they're, you know, get, taking off like months at a time, um, it seems like they have strong legislation about that, at least in the UK, that that determine just how these things have to work. And the idea of someone just like quitting their job and walking out, at least in the professional world, you don't you don't really hear those stories as much as they happen here. Like where you show up and like you've got no job because the company's gone. You know, I'm yeah, sure I, that think, I, I suspect there's more. I don't know. I mean, I, I'll say this: I think there's a lot of um, pretty rich informal culture around things like that. You hear things like, you know, somebody leaves a pretty good job at an executive level, like a lower executive level to go get a job at a lower executive level at another company. Mm-hmm. And let's say it's a real poop storm when they get there and they're like, oh my God, I had no, I bought a pig and a poke. I had no idea that that's what this job was going to be. I, I don't have the resources they said I was going to get. I don't have the staff they said, and so on and so on and so on. And then people will still say, but I, I got to stay here for two years. Why? Because, you know, at the level that I'm trying to get to, I can't have something on my resume for a week. Like that, you know, I have to, I have to stick this out. I have to make this work. Because when you're, at least the, the, the lore, as I always understood it at that level, is you, you never want to be anywhere for less than two years. You know, unless it is, you know, just untenable. Can you just but, not list it on your resume then if you're only there for a week? I mean, you can do anything on your resume. <laughs> But I mean, I'm thinking now, gosh, the quick, quick uh, visit to, to Florida town. Um, I, I remember I told you, I, I, know, I know you've heard these, but there's a lot of episodes. But there was one time when I was a waiter in college, my friend got me a job at this uh, French cafe place. Um, and it was it wasn't super great work, but, you know, it wasn't a lot of money, but it was tourist season in Sarasota. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had a job and I worked for four days a week, was able to pay for school. But uh, I remember at one point, saying it was a, you know, run by French people and not that that matters, but saying to the woman who was sort of the head of the staff, I was like, wow, you know, things are slowing down. I guess, uh, I guess, you know, there'll be some scheduling changes and with things slowing down after the tour season, she goes, oh no, you, you will not, you will not be here then. You, you'll be gone then. And I was like, what, what, <laughs> what? Well, of course it's a job. I'll have this job, right? She says, oh no, no, no. Yeah, you'll be here one, two, maybe, maybe three more weeks. That's it. <laughs> that's how I found out because I'm an idiot. I didn't know that that waiting uh, on tables at a in a tourist area was totally seasonal work. Right, right. They did not owe me anything. They were paying me two hundred one an hour. I think that's what it was at the time, plus tips. But uh, that was that was the entirety of their of their arrangement with me, and that was it. And that's that's how I knew I needed to go find something else. Was happening to mention that uh, to Murph. Um, <laughs> but you know, that, to- but that's the, that's the way that these things are. I, I worked at a place perfect not. You know, not a, not like a restaurant where anything goes, but uh, at like a professional company at, in the telecommunications industry. And uh, I remember I was working there. I was a, a contractor, what we used to call a contractor consultant. But I was like, I would go to work. Contract. Contract. I had a contract. 
uh, for 40 hours a week. It was essentially a full-time job. It was a contract that had no definitive end. It was just ongoing as they, you know, they found different things for me to do and it was great and I liked where I was and learning a lot, doing a lot. And then one day I came in and they had sort of busted up the group that I was in uh, and, and different people were assigned to doing different things. And like the guy that was my main like colleague slash, you know, supervisor was on a different project, but this happened like overnight. Like you came in on a Monday and they had gotten memos, which I didn't get because I wasn't an employee, uh, that they were been like, Oh my God, what a horrible position. So I was like sitting there at my desk and like, I couldn't find Manny. I couldn't find, uh, you know, the other supervisor. And I'm like, okay. And they had been like immediately reassigned to different, they were working in different, one was not even in the building anymore. And it's like, it's like a twilight zone. It was so weird. And I walked around like the office for a day and didn't know what to do. And I was emailing (laughs) Sherry. Time enough at last. Yes. (laughs) And I emailed Sherry and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And she didn't get back to me. And then like after a couple days of really just like, can I just hang out or am I, am I getting paid? Should I think of other, I was still maintaining the website that I had built and I, I went to like a charge on my own and I'm like, um, what am I supposed to be doing? They're like, what do you mean? I'm like, uh, this thing happened and no one told me about it. And like, what do I do? Yeah. And she's like, well, uh, I guess, uh, I'll look into it. And then they came and found me a couple hours later and like, well, we're terminating your contract and that's, you know, you can go home. Don't and I'm, like, I'm like, man, don't, I shouldn't please, have said anything. Please don't contact Manny. Right. <laughs> Like, I shouldn't have said anything. I should have just hung out for another few weeks, you know, until someone found me. That'll teach you to be responsible. I know. What a jerk I was. Um, when I was in high school, um, you know, there were cliques, like in any school, but there were certainly certainly cliques around the kind of job that you got yeah. in high school. And most people worked one way or another. Um you know, like I had done, I did a little bit of telemarketing when I was in school. I was a busboy for a couple of years. I worked at McDonald's for a long time. Um, but like one of the jobs that was in this kind of weird nether region was like a summer job where you went and you worked at the car wash. And so there's a car wash um, there on, um, on 19 and it's a big car wash in Newport Ritchie. And it was, it was kind of like, it was like a job out of a late seventies summer movie. It was like something out of meatballs or like something out of a, <laughs> meatballs, <laughs> or like, or maybe like the, the place where the guys worked in uh, breaking away. Yeah. Like it, it was, it, but it had this, it was real, like you could, you could shuck and jive and, you know, and, and it was real silly and you know, it, but it paid, I think it paid minimum wage. It paid three thirty five an hour, I think maybe more because it was, I don't remember why, but it was seen kind of as a desirable job, partly because some cool kids work there. But I, I told you about this place. So, you know, summer's in Florida, right? Super hot. There's a couple things to know about summers in Florida. <laughs> One of the things to know about summer in Florida is it's really, 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 really hot. Um, there's another thing to know about afternoons in the summer in Florida. And that's what, Dan? It rains. Every day. <laughs> So here's how this place worked. Let's, I don't know how many it was. Let's, let's arbitrarily say 15 people. They get a staff of, let's say, I don't know, but 15 people come in. No matter what, everybody shows up. All 15 people that are employed at that place come in at eight or nine o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. whenever it opens. And then at that moment, the manager gauges how busy they think it'll be that day. And they send home a third to half of the people a lot of the time. So come in, no matter what, come in. 
You got to come in. Right. Your, you know, How are they 35. deciding who, who they're sending home? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But but there were two parts about this that were funny involving this kind of behavior. One was that everybody comes in every day no matter what. Now, here's the other thing. Now, you can hang out and see if it gets busier, but you got to clock out. So you can clock out and on your own time. So you're there. You clock in for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then they say, oh, sorry, you got to you clock out. You got to go home. We don't need you. You know, we might need you, you know, after two, after two or after three. Or we might need you before. Who knows? Sit around. Treat yourself to some Mountain Dew on your own nickel. <laughs> And then the other thing that happened, so that's pretty funny, yeah. that to have that job, it had to be okay for you to come in and just be basically sent home a fair amount of the time. Um, and then number two, um, at some time between what, 12 and two, when the torrential rain would start, like who's going to get their car washed in the rain? Yeah. Right? So when the rain starts, guess what? Everybody clocks out and you sit there clocked out until the rain stops and the cars start coming again. Mm. And I don't know, for some reason, like even when I was 17, that seemed so bananas to me. But the, and the people kept doing it. That's, that's, that was like, maybe they, it was easy to walk there, you know? But, you know, again, certainly the, the caliber of folks you get to work at that job is probably commensurate with those kinds of demands. I mean, you're not going to have people handling a lot of money. You know, maybe maybe going through the change in somebody's car. But you know what I mean? Isn't that funny like that, that that was okay, that that was legal? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It seems like one of those things that should, that seems like uh, taking advantage of the employees, almost along the lines of like, well, we, you know, we're paying you, but I'm gonna hold, I'm gonna hold on to your money here uh, for you, and also, <laughs> you know, your your uniform cost uh, fifty bucks, and you haven't earned fifty bucks, so you you actually owe us thirty seven dollars. Yeah, I also have to charge you the salary holding fee, right? Well, last one though, I don't know why these stories are so funny to me. I, I think I told you a long time ago about the first job I ever, ever, ever had, like that wasn't like for somebody in my family. Mm-hmm. I got a job as the, the job advertised for is this Eng- an English restaurant. I, I told you the story, right? An English restaurant that was opening right in the heart of Elfers, Florida. And um, it was great. They're going to have great English cuisine which is, you know, one of those phrases like jumbo shrimp or military intelligence. Right. So um, I'm going to go get a job. And the, the advertised job was for a, I think it was for a prep cook. And, or, no, it was a dishwasher. That was, a, it was a dishwasher. And I didn't know how to do that. So I showed up at this place. So I went in, I did a job interview in a three-piece polyester suit. They're mm-hmm. like, um, you know, all right, governor, come on in and work. Or however they talked. They had a dartboard and a the pub and everything at this place. Anyway, I show up for work and, uh, and they said, uh, Wear, <laughs> wear black pants and a white shirt and a bow tie. And I said, I was like, oh, a bow tie? Really? To, to wash dishes? I'm like, yeah, that's right. So I showed up and the first thing I walked into the kitchen, the place was completely chaos. They had one cook, this one guy who like did everything. And then they had like this, this uh, kind of rotating crew of two or three um, Mexican people doing a lot of the heavy lifting. And then there was me. I was like the plunger, <laughs> right? So I show up and the place is full of like, you ever see somebody make Yorkshire pudding? That's what I got to clean. Like giant pots from what they've been cooking all day. I show up and I have to just clean giant, giant pots. Um, and this goes on and on. And then they're like, okay, uh, now we need you to cut up these carrots or we need you to peel these potatoes. And I was like, uh, okay, like that's part of the dishwasher job. Yeah, 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 I gotta do that too. And so finally service starts, people come in, they're dining. And then I'm the whole time I'm in the kitchen, I'm the only person doing all the crap work in the kitchen that it doesn't involve food preparation, taking out the garbage, doing all of that stuff. No problem. That's the job, right? Uh, and then occasionally they would say, okay, kid, put on your bow tie. You're a busboy now. Oh, really? So they would then send you out? Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm trying to remember. It might have been I was hired as a busboy. I think it might have been I was hired as a busboy, but then I ended up being the dishwasher. So um, I would go in there and work from the afternoon till closing. And doing closing at a place like that is not a, not a great joy. But anyway, and so I would just put on my clip-on bow tie whenever I had to go out, take the dishes off the table, the dishes full of food that I had helped help prep, uh, take the dirty dishes off the table, bring them back to the kitchen, take off my bow tie, and then wash all of those dishes. Oh, man. So that happened for about a week. I went in, my mom drove me in to pick up my check. And I'd worked for, I don't know, something like four days or something like that, three or four days. And the check was for like $38. And I was like, um, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Terrible. Okay, see you Friday. Oh my God. And, and I think I was probably wearing a suit to pick up my check. And, and so I go out to the car and, you know, in my head, in the John Hughes movie version of this, I'm in the car sitting in the passenger seat staring at this handwritten check for $38. And my mom was like, what's going on? I was like, um, I got my paycheck. She's like, no, no, that should be, that should be like, you work this many hours, da, 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 da. It's, you know, $3 something an hour. Right. And, 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 go back in and, 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 and tell them about it. Yeah, they, they have to pay you what they owe you. And I, I went back in. I was like, oh, hey, um. I don't want to be a jerk or anything. Um, my mom says I should probably be get, getting paid like minimum wage for this. And like, oh, no, no, we don't have to pay uh, minimum wage. We're English. What? Yeah. <clears throat> so that was the end of that job. We don't have to pay minimum wage. We're English. Well, how is that a... Like they were? They meant that seriously? What does that mean? Of course they did. Of course they did. What does that I don't mean, know. though? I don't know. I'm not a jurist. I'm not a labor rights expert. <laughs> but that's what happens in Florida in the 80s. <laughs> That's so weird. So I took my bow tie and went over to Jay Lattimore. So I became a busboy and I never looked back. Isn't that isn't that crazy? I'm sorry, this is not on the topic. I just that story. No, that's in my head. that's nuts. It's it's just important to understand that like one reason I'm sitting here today was because of staring at that check back then. <laughs> and what was my what's my recourse? What am I going to do? You know, English cuisine. English. I'm English. Mm. The English why don't patient. you, um, hello, Gabna. Why don't you tell me about something you like? Pip, pip. <clears throat> I will tell you about <clears throat> MailChimp. MailChimp.com. I think they may be our longest running sponsor, not just, not of this show necessarily, but of, uh, of all shows on five by five. And, and, uh, I appreciate that. They, they care a lot about supporting, uh, supporting really cool things. And I'm flattered, uh, that, uh, five by five and, and the show is in that long list of stuff that, that they have, uh, seen fit to support over the years. They're great. And, uh, when you sign up, for a newsletter on 5x5, like the Back to Work one. If you go to the uh, 5x5.tv website and slash B2W, there's a little newsletter link. What that does, and this is one of the many kind of services that, that they provide there, uh, but what that does is that you, you fill out that little form. That's their form embedded on the site. It'll sign you up for the newsletter, but then what they do, all of this just happens. You set it up once and forget about it. They are looking at the RSS feed for this show. And whenever there's an update to it on an interval that I set, uh, they will go and say, oh, something new. And they will translate that web page, that uh, RSS feed rather, into the template that we have designed and then send it out to all the subscribers. And that way people get, oh, cool, here's the show notes. Here's a new show that came out. I get it in my email. That's just one of the things that they do. Even if you just sit down and you want to type up an email for uh, for people who subscribe to, whether it's your show or just your your newsletter, your website, all of this stuff is built in so many really, really great tools that they've put together uh, over the years. And and I figured out the other day, I've been using MailChimp. I've been a MailChimp customer since uh, for about eight or nine years now. They're the, they're the best in the business for sending uh, for sending newsletters, and newsletters have experienced just like podcasts. Uh, newsletters are back, 
and they're very popular. And some of my favorite things come in the, in the form of a newsletter. It's a great way to reach an audience. So uh, there's never really, there has never been a better time to try it because they have a plan now. They call it the Entrepreneur Plan. And if you have under 2,000 subscribers, you can send 12,000 emails per month for free forever. How cool is that? They made a special URL that you can go to, mailchimp.com slash 5 by 5 Just going to that URL will support the show. It'll show them that uh, their ads work. And uh, maybe you'll even find some cool stuff there. They have tons of really cool guides that, uh, that show how to, how to send effective newsletters, how to make newsletters work in every browser and every email reader. They, they think of everything. Uh, so go check them out, MailChimp.com slash 5 by 5 Thanks to them for supporting uh, 5 by 5 and back to work with Maroon Man. Plunjour. 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 I love, that's, if I had to work that's what in... Lingu- that's what Linguini was. That's what I was. Oh, really? The plongeur, the plongeur in the uh, Brigade de Cuisine, the plongeur cleans dishes and utensils and may be entrusted with basic preparatory jobs. You can also have the uh, garçon de cuisine, literally kitchen boy. Mm, that's polite. Mm-hmm. Garçon de cuisine. <laughs> uh-huh. That's a pretty good movie. You like that movie? Garçon de cuisine? Uh, Ratatouille. Oh, right. That's right. Um, I've only really seen that one time pretty good and it was kind of broken up over different days pretty good plonger um so anyway that's uh some of my anecdotes about jobs that i've had Mm -hmm. (laughs) button this up no um so let's talk about uh tim last name withheld um i don't know so so just to wrap that up though i mean the point of those dumb stories is i think everybody has dumb stories like that but it's funny because like even uh, you know, the thing about being a kid or the thing about being a teenager is you kind of get used to not understanding what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like you get so used to going like, well, that's probably just another thing I don't understand. Meh. The world seems pretty weird. And then you get older and you look back and you go, wow, that's still kind of a weird story. And I'm sure there's points of that story that I did not get exactly correct, but the basic idea is the same. They did say that because they were not from the United States, they did not have to pay minimum wage. That was a true story. And I did have a, a bow tie. But... um. Uh, as far as when people leave, so then to, just to circle back to that, the idea of people having, um, what's the opposite of garden, what's the, what was the term? Garden, garden time? Oh, uh, yeah. Garden time. What's the opposite? Gardening what, what time. Garden leave. Garden what's the leave. opposite of that? What is, what is, what's the thing where you're expected to keep doing your job and be a good German while you know you're a dead person walking? Mm. Right, because that's that to me is super interesting, and in one case, uh, I know some folks who, well, I don't want to go into too much detail, but I, 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 I let's just say I, I have seen things where, <laughs> like, everybody's gonna like uh, go on. Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna go into it. I'm not gonna go into it. Are you but, sure? But, yeah, I don't want. I don't want to because there's somebody who listens to the show who'll text me after I say it. But um, but but you know. I I think it's pretty risky to keep people around during that period. I mean, at the very least, they're not going to be doing a hundred percent during the time that they're, you know, on death row. Seems like more that. like a yeah, like a risk to have them sitting there on death row. It seems like a like a huge risk, and I think you would only really do that with very generally with very low level jobs where you could basically boot that person any second that you chose to. But I mean, well, like, isn't there a big dust up right now? What was it? Was it somebody who left Netflix for Hulu? Isn't oh, there a big yeah. dust up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
what what and they're claiming they've sued that guy uh, or the company or the guy saying that he took uh, he personally like downloaded mm. like trade secret information oh, on the way out the door. I, what I thought it was was that um, the the guy who was is now working at Hulu was at Netflix and had received like bribes or paid money to was paid money to. Um, like to filch to, files? I didn't think it was files. I thought he was like getting a kickback from having certain agreements or something like that. I'm looking because I think we had this on the news uh, the other day. Yeah, here oh, it is. Uh, you know that's got to be so ugly. Oh my gosh, yeah. So ugly. But, you know, I guess all I'm trying to say is like... No, if okay, you- here's what I thought. Here's what I was thinking of. I'm sorry. Uh, Netflix is suing a former exec who is now at Yahoo for allegedly collecting um uh like uh, kickbacks that's not what you're talking about though oh no i didn't know about that oh yeah. my goodness um he arranged netflix uh contracts with it service companies vistara and net enrich and then pocketed commissions of 12 percent to 15 percent of the monthly fees on netflix paid each company mm. Yeah, I mean, but it's I guess it's a calculated risk you make. I mean, if you're if you're operating at the level of like a, of the car wash, mm-hmm. you're you're already there's not any like military grade work that those people are doing. And you know, it's already probably a pretty high churn business. But I don't know. I mean, there's certain kinds of jobs that are surprisingly costly. I, a few companies I've worked with I, I'm proud to say on their behalf, some of those companies have some of the most amazing support uh, in software, hardware, services. And a lot of them will tell you like that's whew, that's our biggest growing cost as this company gets big is hiring the right people and retaining the right people and then replacing the wrong people is incredibly expensive. And so there's a lot of desire to try and retain people but still be able to keep within your budget. I mean, if you want to have that kind of thing where like you talk about with your sponsors, like, oh, you know, they pick up the phone on the first ring with a real person, that is a lot of dough. That that is that's putting your money where your mouth oh, yeah. is. Because if, if that actually is happening, the you know, I don't know what an easy way to scale that up. Um, I mean, I guess you could have a phone bank that automatically forwards stuff to people on weekends and things like that, you know, but getting those kinds of people and keeping them is, is really difficult. And I, but I guess in that case, there's, there's not, there's only so much damage they could do, but my God, I can't imagine having somebody in the office who, uh, who knows that their time, you know, you, you seem like you, I don't want to say you deserve it, but, but I would not be surprised if some real shenanigans happen. At the very least, they're certainly not going to be super productive. They're not going to be high morale people. And, you know, I think there's something to be said for, for the whole, like, look, you know, this whole, I mean, it's, it's such a grisly image. The idea of coming into the office with a security guard and, and uh, banker's boxes and saying, okay, everybody, your password doesn't work now. Keep your hands where we could see them. Mm-hmm. You know, what a weird way to end your relationship with somebody. But I guess in some cases, there's just no other way around it. And, and in the case of, uh, of our friend uh, Tim, last name withheld, um, did he say what kind of job he had? Uh, he, he did not say. Let me see her again, but I don't... He sounds like he's a, probably a young fellow. Yeah, I guess. Well, because, you know, semesters of study. See what he uh, said here. Mentioning. No, he just didn't. But yeah, he's saying study. We assume he maybe is a, is a, a first-time student. Yeah, not a returning, listener. not a return, st- returning student. Called a, a non-traditional student. Leaving for three months, he wants to. <laughs> he wants to keep active and busy and engaged when you're between work or semesters of study. I don't. I don't think that it, here in the U.S. 
people who lose a job, and I'm talking about people who are who are in the professional kind of white collar tech kind of industry people, the people that I've known and when it happened to me, when I, you know, was at a company that imploded or when I left a job, I was incredibly eager to find something new. And I never was in a situation where I was leaving one thing and knew that I sort of was or had to be off for a, a fixed period of time, only then to return to something new. For me, it was like, I don't have this old job. I'm trying to get the next thing as fast as I possibly can, hopefully today. So I never had like, I'm taking two months off. I'm going to, I have to be off for three-ish months. I don't, I don't have the first bit of a thought or advice for this guy because usually the, the only sensation that I feel in between things is panic. Yeah. But in his case, if I understand correctly, he's being paid as though he's working, right? Yeah. So, I mean, what you're saying, which is certainly... Like, dude, I, travel is my advice there. Just right. watch TV. Yeah, I mean, certainly there's... <laughs> there, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's definitely angles you can take. I mean, the one angle is what you're describing, more common to somebody who just got, you know, found out an hour ago that they don't have a job now. I mean, it's so weird. You go, you know, in America, so much of our... It's probably true everywhere, but I think in America, so much of your identity comes out of what you do. And, you know, you go to a party and the first thing somebody asks you is, is what, do what do you do? do? And it becomes this whole... Yeah, it becomes this whole kind of like you know, maybe unintentional like status thing where you, you know, you got to come up with a cool name for what you do and you got a little pitch, you know, for people and, you know, God, God save the person who is between jobs. Cause then they have to use phrases like between jobs. Yeah. It's, it feels so, you feel so broken and incomplete and like, you know, stuck like quarters between the couch cushions, you know, like w- what, what's going to happen now? So obviously, not obviously, I guess, but one thing is the approach that you're saying, which is God, just as quickly as possible, go and get another job. I, 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 that's one option. I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but in America, boy, that's what most of us would do is panic. Um, but I mean, if we, even if you say like one month, like what could I do with one month? Travel's not a bad idea. Um, if there's anything you've been meaning to do that's dis, that's disruptive to normal schedules, mm-hmm. now's a good time to do that. So if you need something crazy done to your house, whether you own it or you need your landlord to do something, I know that sounds random, but that's the kind of thing where that's a good time to do that. Like it's not the holidays, if it's, you know, if it, whenever you can schedule something like that so it has, it's minimally disruptive, that's a good time. Traveling, obviously a good thing like you say, but man, you know, it's what a gift you know, to have to, I mean, that's the kind of thing people fantasize about for 20 years is what if I had even 30 days to figure out something different or learn something different? Yeah. So, I mean, if it's not obvious, I'm saying that I would look at that as a tremendous opportunity to do more than stay busy. I would look at it as the chance to, to, to find out what could be fundamentally way more interesting and What's the word I'm looking for? Like, what's the next thing you want to do? 30 days to figure that out is a pretty good amount of time. I mean, there are a lot of people who have to figure that out on the drive home before they, you know, <laughs> tell their wife, tell their or family. Husband, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I would look at that as, and I, you know, I don't mean to, you know, exaggerate here. I don't think he's saying he's, you know, sitting on his butt, but I would look at it as a great chance for to try something different, have some reflection, and, you know, pick. You know, obviously take some time to just sit on the couch and watch Netflix, sure. But then also use that as a chance to say, wow, I'm going to have weirdly firewalled time in a way I may never have again during the prime of my working life. Um, and, you know, 
the thing is, that's easier said than done. That's mm-hmm. easy. If you're a busy person, it's easy to look at somebody like Tim and go, oh, God, you know, I wish I had his problem of not knowing how to get three months. I'm a sad tomato. Burp, burp, burp. But I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is like, well, first of all, there's the um, there's all kinds of stuff you could do that, I mean, I, I this is weird and random, but I would think about things like if there's anything with your health that you like to do differently. If you've been wanting to do a juice cleanse, if you've been wanting to walk more, like that sounds dumb, but like that is a great time to do it. Um, if you want to, you know, try something like involving changing the way that you sleep, um, changing the way that you just operate your day. If you've ever wanted to experiment with that stuff, man, you can take a week to do that and not feel bad about it, exactly. which is such a gift. So I'm not saying to do anything necessarily crazy and bananas, but if you wanted to create a new habit to go back to some old school 43 folders, Merlin, if you wanted to create a new habit, that's plenty of time to, to try something really new. Like, like improving your diet, like, like having a time every morning or afternoon where you walk or run or whatever, whatever your, your preference is, mm-hmm. you know, um, you could get a cheap gym membership that could, you know, that adds structure, which is another important part uh, for Tim is finding structure to that time because that three months or two months or one month or whatever is going to go by so fast. Mm-hmm. And when it's gone, you're going to go, what do I, what did I do? So having some structure to, to that is important. But it's, it's also a time when you can try on lots of different things. You can try on different, you know, like I say, try on different habits, try on different patterns, personalities, professions. You can certainly, the big one, I guess the obvious one, is to learn more about stuff you might be interested in doing and then learn enough to discover whether that's something you'd like to pursue and then giving the time remaining in the balance, start trying to learn that thing or get better at that thing or meet the right people to get you hooked up into that kind of a business uh, trade or whatever it is. I mean, if it's not obvious, I mean, I think the sky's the limit. Yeah? Yeah, I totally think that's good advice. I mean, it's it's interesting that his he's feeling like his challenge will be, how do I keep busy? What do I fill my time with? How do I stay engaged? Whereas mine, if I'm, if I'm like getting paid and for whatever reason, it sounds like the gardening thing, like you can't work, you're, you're not supposed to work, you're supposed to or are required to take the time off. Well, that's, I mean, that's the beauty part, at least in, I haven't read the Wikipedia for this, but like, I'm not saying even go get a job. I would say to use that terrible phrase, sharpen the saw, like pick, pick, a, pick, a, pick a new habit, pick a new thing you want to learn or get great at, and pick something where you'd like to be a different person in X way after this many days. Yeah. And that will keep you more than occupied for that time. But within a structure, you do need a structure. If you don't have a structure, that's going to be tough and you're going to be woofing down Oreos in a week. But having some kind of a structure is important. And here's the irony of that, is that I think anybody's natural inclination is to say, oh my gosh, now I can finally, you know, unfasten my belt and just let it all hang out, which is, like I said, that's a great thing to do for a week. You know, I have a family member who recently retired and it's the classic story. He's, he's been retired for... I don't know, six months. And he's already like getting stir crazy, you know, of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I, I still have this energy and this enthusiasm and drive. And like, I don't want to just sit around the house. Like you'd be amazed how quickly you tire of having nothing to do. Seriously. So, so have that, have that unwinding time. But I would say, you know, and again, this sounds weird because it's supposed to be about work, but like, I would say start with some basic structure things. Like, have you ever thought about changing like how you would like to sleep? I know I'm always going on about the sleep. If you wanted to change, start out with how you want to eat and sleep and exercise differently. Oh my God, that's a great place to start. And here's why. What if your day started looking, um, this is my fantasy now. What if your day started out something more like, I get up an, an hour to two hours earlier than I used to. Let's say I start getting up at five. 
and I got time to have coffee and I've got time to maybe write a little bit. Like I'm not a writer, but hey, might as well try. I got if I could write 500 words in the morning, take a walk, go to go to the store, get some stuff, prepare one awesome meal a day, get some exercise in the afternoon and make sure now I've got the I've got the latitude here. Make sure I I'm in bed by 9 or 10 o'clock. Right. Whatever your version of that is, try that for 5 days and you might feel like a really different person. To see all that happening at once, your metabolism goes up, your sleep gets better. That all sounds like crazy stuff, but that also starts giving you a natural structure. Well, the natural structure is I need to be up at five, I need to be in bed at nine, and what happens in between is going to be wholesome stuff that helps me become a, a healthier, right. more rounded person. But then also gives you structure saying, you know, I don't have to do 50 things today. If you do like two really good things today, like you don't have to feel bad about that now. If you wanted to go to lynda.com or similar and, and just, you know what, here's week one, just plan yourself a long library day, plan yourself a long lynda.com day or whatever, plan yourself at least two lunches with people that you haven't caught up with in a while that you, this is something Javin used to do after he left, um, it was between, uh, measure map and Adobe, he had this thing, I think he was calling it, what do you say? He called it like 100 lunches in a year or something. But anyway, long, long story short, Jeff had this idea of like as much as possible trying to have lunch with different people. So that I think is a great way to figure out what you might want to do next. And again, more structure. After the library, hey, I'll come home and do my run. I'll prepare an awesome dinner. I'll do something, I'll volunteer, whatever it is. That structure though, so, so two dumb non-work things, right? Like why would I need that? Well, you need the structure and giving yourself a physical reboot is something that your body is going to be so happy for 10 years from now. So that's, that's two I would toss out before we get into the strictly trade-related stuff. I think that's really good advice. That's such an, a rare opportunity. And you always think back now on, uh, you know, like as you, be, as you get older and you have a spouse, you have a family, you have a job or even run your own business where taking time off becomes this luxury that you get to do once a year, if that, you know what I mean? That, that, that this opportunity that you have to read something or go to, you know, go to a website and learn something new. I just, I'm always, I have to be honest, like I'm astounded uh, by people who are like, I don't know what to do today. Like I have never in my life felt that way. I remember being bored when I was a little kid and couldn't go anywhere, and we had four channels on TV, and I built everything I could possibly build with the Legos or Lego toys and blocks, and, you know, like being bored and having read every book on my shelf and not having anyone to play D&D with, and like part of the summer I'd be bored. Like, you know, going outside and walking around the neighborhood and like, you know, digging in the ground. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I was bored back then in the early 80s for, for you know, a, a number of days out of the summer. I haven't been bored since then. There's always something to do. We have the internet now. Like we have so much that we can do and so many that, you know, learn, learn, right. how, learn how to write uh, Ruby or Python and contribute to an open source part. Like there's so much. I, it, I, I, I agree, uh, but I think it's so much easier said than done. Um, I, I agree with you. Like in the position that you're in, I absolutely understand why you would say that because you're a super busy guy. But there's another side to this. Um, uh, always with the two things with me. Um, one, one side of that is um, habituation. And so, you know, if, if your habituation has become to feel like you're overwhelmed all the time, you actually yourself might be kind of surprised if you suddenly had four days to yourself. I bet it would not be as productive 
as you would have predicted up front. Because your habituation yeah, is in, not to have that free time. I'd be in recovery for a period of time, I would think. Yeah, right. But, but the habituation <laughs> part, uh, like that sounds dumb, but the thing is like, uh, if we were all really going to be different than how we are, we'd already be different. Mm-hmm. We're how we are because we're how we are. And that's a tautology, which is a kind of tautology. But the truth is, like, if we were going to change, we already would have changed. Well, why haven't you changed? Well, I haven't had the chance. Okay, well, why didn't you do this dream thing? Well, that's how you are. How you are is how you are. And it's not something where you can just have a long weekend and become a different person. Yeah. Because you have to change the pathways. I mean, I don't want to get all hippie about it, but you have to change your habits. You have to change the way you think. You have to allow something different to happen. And that will not happen in three or four days. That's why That's why I think this is such a great opportunity. So this is the habituation part. Um, and the other part is that, yeah, the internet's great, but it can be so distracting. If you are feeling unsure about what to do, oh man, there's sure going to be tons of stuff you can find to, to go get flustered and mad and, and excited about. But again, then that brings you straight back to the habituation. If you're not sure what to do when you have some silence and a moment to yourself, your natural inclination might be to run to something that's familiar or run to your thing that you used to think, oh my gosh, if I had time, I'd look at the internet all day. And then now you're looking at the internet all day and 90 days have gone by. So that's why I say like, it sounds, it's a MacGuffin maybe, but I think having that change in how you how you conduct yourself. I mean, I come back to the sleeping because I always come back to the sleeping. Um and this is something I used to share with Danny O'Brien was an interest in what you could do with sleep. And I remember him telling me something that I've, I've since read in other places, which is there is a way to find out how much sleep you actually need, but it's very difficult to do because here's what's required. To find out how much sleep you actually need, you really need to cut out stimulants and depressants and alcohol and all the things that make you feel up, down, or sideways. You need to just not do that for a few days. And then you need to go to bed, ideally at the same time. So whether you're tired or not, go to bed at nine o'clock. And then get up when you get up and then really get out of bed. Like, don't lay around. Okay? You could try that one night. Not going to be super helpful. Mm-hmm. Two nights? Nah. Four nights? Eh, might do something. You got to do that for like a week or two to find out how much sleep you actually need. Wow. How much is involved in that dumb thing I just described? Yeah. Are you going to cut out all of those things for two weeks while you've got a job? You're going to quit drinking coffee. You're going to stop having like a, a pick-me-up uh, energy drink in the afternoon. Well, that's all affecting, that's all keeping you on that treadmill of how you operate. Those, all of those habits accumulate, right? It all just, it aggregates over time. Um, and so that's why I say in this case, like that's such a dumb example and like, wow, what a weird way to waste your time off. But I don't think it is because it, it is uniquely something you could do in that amount of time. Um, but then the, like I say, the trick or the MacGuffin is that then you're going to discover things about yourself that are super interesting. You might, here's one, you ready for this? You're not gonna believe how much you missed having a kind of stress that you understand. When you have a job and you're worried about losing that job, you have the worst kind of gift, but it is a gift. And that gift is you understand exactly what you're stressful about. And that stress is if I lose this job, everything's going to fall apart. Well, guess what? You lost that job. What's your next one? Uh, I don't know. Well, if you're like me and a, and a compulsive worrier and anxiety person, now I'll find 50 new things to try out. That's a thing you're going to have to figure out in this new position is like what happens when your mind's left to its own devices? Are you really going to be this great creative muse in a straw hat out there painting the sky and starry, starry night? I doubt it. I think for a long time, you're going to ruminate about like what you've been doing with your life and what's going to happen next. So um, did you want to tell me about one last thing you like? No, that was it. Well, that's an hour and 15. We, 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 uh, we, we, did, we covered everything? Yeah, we got it all. It's oh, God, in, I, got, I got another hour in me. In the bag. In the bag. In the bag. Mm. Uh. Jessica likes this episode. Puck, puck.
Jessica. You know what's funny is a lot of uh, Marvel superheroes. Ah, 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 I gotta tell you. Yeah. You know, you know there are a lot of. Uh, Did I really say that? I gotta listen back to this. What? When? When I said that on the interview with you. Oh. 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 Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are gonna say. Um, <laughs> um, the thing that the thing that might confuse some people is that if you if you think about it, a lot, a lot of Marvel characters have accents from different countries mm. and you don't get that when you're just reading the comic now you could be confused because you watch that one cartoon where wolverine has an australian accent that's extremely confusing did you ever see that no where wolverine's got an australian accent no that's pretty weird that's non-canonical but like jessica i think jessica is i think spider woman i'm pretty sure she's at least half english just a good half, and then like you got the you got the Psylocke. I think I think Psylocke. Mm, it's pronounced Cylon. Psylocke, Psylocke. I'm just saying, you know, Ben Grimm. I think most people are going to read Ben Grimm, you know, in a, in a New York accent. Yeah, they're going to figure that out pretty quick. Yeah, but who who lets Greg Land draw Spider Woman? You ever it's seen weird. what he does with Sue Storm? It's <clears> ponderous. I'm going to have to look. All right, let's button this up. We we chat. We chat. We chat. We chat. All right. What that mean? It's some kind of, they just took billions of dollars or something. I don't know. We, we chat. We chat. Why are you saying those words? They're words. Jessica, they're, Jessica's, Jessica's, Jessica's confused. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to pick one of those up. Where do I get one of those uh, for my own purposes? Um, there's a pretty standard size Marvel. They're like kind of like the size of Star Wars characters. And I started uh, picking these up a while back. So yeah, it's, uh, you can get it with the Modoc head. I'm gonna have to look at that. You put Just well, you head. put it in the show notes, so I'll I'll get it from I did. there. I didn't want to mention that, but I did put it in the show notes. Good enough. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, I love you. Love you too, Merlin Man. Yeah.